Hello and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast. That makes sense because we're live, so we couldn't be doing an old show live. That would be ridiculous. It would be. It would be. I uh, I want to start this entire show over. Hi, I'm your host, Greg Mahochko. It's great to be back with you. This gentleman over here, he's our lovable leader, our founder, and he is John Dem Johnston. John, yes, you, you wouldn't let me on the show last week. You said three's company, four's a crowd. Get the hell out of here. We're talking volleyball. I did. Oh, I did, didn't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck you. And and in fact, Fred uh, says, "Look, it's what's his name, Morty Mahachko, because <laughs> there have been some Rick and Morty references." Thank you. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> I, 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 we gotta, we gotta address this. But anyway, yeah. uh, I was on the show last week. I was in the comments. You just didn't know it was me, despite me saying in the comments on more than one occasion, "Hey, it's me. It's your usual broadcast buddy and partner in crime, Greg." Uh, you ignored me. So I don't, I don't recall that at all. Caleb says, "Well, look who it is." <laughs> you guys act like I disappeared for months. Uh, we we had a Maybe volleyball specialized you. show. Right. Maybe they missed you. Uh, Tiger Shark Diver says just hung up on Taylor Swift for this stream. It uh, gives us a because he's because we're special. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also I know that you know she's geographically tangentially related to Lincoln because she's dating a, a Kansas City Chief, but. I don't, I don't, I'm not impressed. You're not impressed that? with what? Taylor Swift. Why? Oh, just, you know, I, th- I think. I don't, Greg, I don't think you're her target market, Greg. You just, oh, just, no, just, I yeah. fully, fully agree. I, you know, I, I she fully is, agree. Is she a billionaire yet? How? Let's see what Probably. this son of a bitch did with the Taylor Swift thing. <laughs> well, she probably, I hope it was a, worth it. She is a savvy businesswoman. I mean, she looks nice. She's good looking. She sings. Some of her songs are catchy, pop, fun. I'm not her target audience either. And I can, you know, it really irritates my children. Something I enjoy a lot in life. If I just I look at that. them and I go, uh, you better calm down. You're being too loud. And they just look at me like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and then and then I go, yeah, yeah, that's me. No, um, I... Uh... I know I'm not the target demographic. That's fine. I also, yeah, I think she's she's not worth a billion. You know, I, she's probably close. Um, you know, her and Beyonce are probably neck and neck for for <laughs> you know highest earning women in entertainment. Um, and I mean, you know, good for her for for building an empire on a bunch of whiny songs about ex boyfriends. Uh, someday there will be one about uh, a, a Chiefs tight end, and and we'll move on. Uh, Caleb says that I lied allegedly. Says Greg lied. He just wanted to critique from the sidelines. Uh, here's see the thing. that guy. That's the kind of guy you are. <laughs> that's that's me. I had to pay money last week to my own show to get one of my comments read. John, do you remember that? No. I paid money. I, I did a super chat. Yeah. You. What was your What is your name? It, it's just GM. Oh, GM. I thought it was like GM shithead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> okay, let's let's get her moving, Greg. I have an apple. I have a banana. I'm ready. Fred says Greg is more the target marker for someone like Hole. I can see John being a big Mama Cass fan. <laughs> yeah, you know the mamas and the papas, they were good. I mean, but that's that's a while I locked a long time ago. Uh I'll tell you what, um, my my go-to band 25 years ago was probably uh, Foo Fighters. My first, this is going to be crazy, My the first CD that I ever owned was Weezer's Blue Album, but I was 13 at the time, so I feel like I get a little bit of a pass. So, uh, Well, you should never apologize for your first album. I mean, that's just dumb. Do, what was your first album, John? Kansas this is the off season. What, Kansas, say that again. Kansas left overture. Okay. Did that have all the Kansas hits on it? No, it was the, like one of the first Kansas albums. And uh, you know, this was. Did you feel dirty? This is this is a genuine question. Mm-hmm. Asked with all sincerity. Did you feel dirty buying an album from a band called Kansas while no. living in Nebraska? No. Okay. I mean, the rivalry, th- first of all, Kansas wasn't a rival. And, you know, they just, it was Kansas. It was prog rock, progressive rock. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm not I, I'm not anti-Kansas. I, I, I enjoy Kansas music quite a bit. Um, Fred says that John's first album was The Wheel. Uh, Tiger Shark Diver says 311 from Omaha, of course. We know that. Uh, Terry believes that you're a closet Barry Manilow fan. Uh, not, it wasn't my go-to stuff. Come on, Terry. You know that I fucking played esoteric music. Nobody else knew. <laughs> and you got me in trouble once on the football bu- bus for me playing cheap trick. You guys thought it was satanic music. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, it's a good I can't remember what everybody would listen to. Probably Steve Miller band. I played Cheap Trick once for like 10 minutes and they were all like, Oh God, my God, what is this shit? Like Cheap Trick is the Thin Lizzy from, from that era. You know, that, that's, yeah, that was in there. Good. Yeah. Um, I just know that. Uh, so back in when I left Nebraska uh, and continued my radio career, I was down in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, home of the uh, Southeast Missouri Red Hawks, if you care. Um, and. I worked at a classic rock station among other radio duties and I just knew I was old. Hey, this is 2007 and on the classic rock station, they had Pearl jam, STP Nirvana. I was like, that's, that's not right. <laughs> now I know. I, I can't, I can't somewhere in there. There was a progression where, you know, I bought Kansas left overture. You have to understand some, in 1976, Richard Pryor came out with an album called Bicentennial, Bicentennial N-Word. And my mother bought that album and she played it. And Richard Pryor, if you listen to that album, you can go out on Spotify, I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll find it and listen to it. It is unbelievably filthy. I mean, it's filthy, filthy, filthy. Even by today's standards, Richard Pryor's sex jokes and him talking about sex 
was unbelievably filthy stuff. And mom would just put it on the record and play it and say, you should listen to this. Richard Pryor's really funny. And I'm like, what the hell? I got nothing to rebel against here. What the fuck, mom? And then, you know, like two years after that, mom was a DJ and we would get a DJ service and we could buy any album that other people were paying like 12 and 15 bucks for. We could get it for $3.20. So we just bought shit tons of albums. And I made tapes for everybody and we played dances. So uh, my music experience is really kind of, it's built early on around mom and the music that she would play, which was everything. And by the way, Brian Bauer, yeah, Pink Floyd. I wasn't much of a Rolling Stones guy because I think their music is just the same. And it's kind of, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's really, they didn't, you know, most bands, they explore stuff, right? Like Sting. He started out with the police and they were aerobicizing and it was fun. You know, the rocks in, put on a red light, you know, that, 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 that. And then Sting went on to become, honestly, probably one of the greatest musicians, has some of the best music. I know a lot of people don't like Sting, but like Englishman, New York, it's very, I don't, what do I want? Nuanced music. It's very beautiful stuff. He progressed. The Rolling Stones started, they stole the black people's music, they stole the blues. And then they really never changed for decades. And I just look at them and go, okay, what are you going to release? I mean, songs same sound, same sounds the same as every other fucking song you put out. I mean, it's not horrible, but I'm not, you know, I'm not like I don't go like, yay, Rolling Stones. I never did that. Well, uh, Plus, I, I, you know, mom was all about dance music, and and even today, I don't like slower music. I like pop music that's upbeat. Like Taylor Swift. Uh, I love you, Fred. Uh, Fred says Sting was great. Loved it when he beat Ric Flair for the title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see how how far he, uh, see how far he got. That's that's a great great uh, pull. Uh, Caleb Ward says Dire Straits. Um, let's see. Hamilton Husker says Queen Night of the Opera. I think what we inadvertently did was start, you know, having people mention their first uh, albums, which is fine. Uh, we got uh, Justin saying uh, Rush 2112 first album. Uh, we have Fred again with Pearl Jam's 10 was the, the first album as a CD. Uh, did you do that? Yeah. Don't do that. That's my mom. That's your mom? Terry, oh, Sw- I grew up with Terry Swanson. Lexi was my mom. Oh, okay. Well, we Lexi would refer to other people referred to as sexy Lexi. I did not refer to as sexy Lexi. That's because you're but, from but Nebraska. She did. She she had every every band, every song. She knew every any kind of music. That's awesome. No Gregorian chant. Missing out on some classics there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Fred uh, Fred says uh, Pearl Jam's ten first album. Hey, well, he meant CD. Um, and Minnie says, Fred, you're a youngin. Then it might be the first time anybody's referred to Fred as a youngin. Um, <laughs> before before I had the Weezer's uh, Blue album, um, I did have going back a few years prior. I did have Criss Cross on cassette. Yeah. Their uh, album. So sailing takes me away to women. Uh, and that Chris not not Christopher Cross. Criss Cross. The Mac Dad will make you jump, <laughs> jump. A Daddy Mac will make you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roger Moore says for foreigners four. Uh, many liked the foreigner shout out as well. Um, uh, we've got that one. Okay. I'm just enjoying, this is fun. Um, and, uh, 
Living in Omaha, David Matney says, John Johnson sings the classics. Now that'd be I fun. Don't, you know, my oldest son is a beautiful singer, and I, I really never learned how to sing. He's a tremendous musician, yeah. too. Yeah. And, I, you know, <laughs> I, I made sure all my kids got the chance to play music and learn music and had instruments. And one has a, a an expensive trumpet. One has a expensive cello. And the oldest one has like 38 guitars about him. That's that's a lot of money invested in guitars. But, they, you know, it's would, something you they consider, can do for the rest of their life. Oh, absolutely. But would you consider guitars a worthwhile investment? By that, I mean, are they an yeah. appreciating asset? I, that would depend on the guitar. I don't know yeah. a lot of guitars, but, you know, Noah, my oldest son, would know all that shit. Uh, I know this. When you buy a guitar, you automatically have to buy 83 pedals that go th to go with it. <laughs> Uh, Josh is here. He's late. Uh, says, did I miss Young Guns? John, we need to give an update on that. We're, we have decided we're going to wait. You know what? We decided we were going to wait closer to the offseason to do that. No, you didn't miss Young Guns. Greg <laughs> has figured out how we can do it. Yep. I'm worried about the copyright implications. And we'll just, we'll get, we're, we have football to talk about now. Although I have to say, I'm going to say, you guys are here for the show. I can't think of another football season in which there's actually been less buzz about football. And I keep trying to figure it out. I mean, I look at our stats on our website. Okay, I lied. I don't. But I look at how many comments we get, how many comments I get on Twitter. I watch the other Nebraska people on Twitter. Everybody is already doing off-season content stuff. It is, it's amazing to me. Like the other guys that I follow on Twitter – they're constantly asking, who is your favorite Husker? Which running back do you like the most? That's shit you do in June. And we're doing it right now when we have Purdue coming up. And uh, I actually invited a, a friend. Well, I'm not going to mention him, but I invited somebody to come on the show who was actually part of the Husker staff years ago. And he said, you know, I really haven't been paying attention to football. And I had to, I, had, I laid on the floor for 15 minutes. And then I had to get, you know, because I was shocked. And then I got up and I was like, my God, if he's not paying attention, there are a shit ton of people that aren't paying attention to football. Yeah. And it, what he said to me is, I don't think Nebraska win another game. We look terrible. To which I responded, holy fuck, have you, you've seen our opponents? They're shittier than we are. So I, what the hell? I want to, I want to highlight this one here real quick. Um, yeah. Because there's a certain style that that the five heart podcast is all about and i think fred really hits it the nail on the head when you said quote i lied i didn't look at our stats end quote he says this is the thorough research and content i tuned in for <laughs> I, I look at, we're, I we're talking about the, like the 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 hits and the in the yeah the traffic on we for those of you maybe if you're missing out because we don't do it live but the coronation overreaction with hoss and myself uh we we do look at some stats uh, for the game and uh, oh, yeah. uh, we have a lot of fun on those shows. And, and I, we don't do it live probably just because we don't record till like 10 o'clock at night sometimes. So, which makes for late nights for me, but let me tell you, but you got your beer. You, you soak. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. So I'm a lush. All right. Damn it. Get oh, it right. Okay. Um, real quick. Cause I know it's been asked. Uh, I'm going to unblur myself so you can appreciate the label here. Uh, I'm drinking Schlafly 
which is out of St. Louis. This is their Oktoberfest. Uh, very fine beverage. I recommend it. 5.5% alcohol by volume for their amber lager. Now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Did you, did you get the chance to watch my interview with the Purdue guy? Uh, no. I think that I think that he had a few beers. <laughs> he, so he was a I lot did, of fun. I did start listening to uh, you and Todd okay. for the Monday Night Therapy. I, I've yeah. And here's the thing: I'm not anti Monday Night Therapy, but I'm not going to listen to your show if Todd doesn't listen to us. I don't know if he does or not. I sh- yeah. I know that he See? drives a lot, so that maybe mm-hmm. he does. Maybe he does. Um. All right. Uh. Whoop. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry about that. I'm going to start that one for later. Yeah. Uh, Minnie, Minnie says, uh, I always watch Greg and Hoss. Great show. Thank you very much, Minnie. And then for fantastic comment, uh, yeah, fantastic comments out of context. Brian Bauer said uh, four minutes ago, John doesn't have the lips for it. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't the, know what that means, and we can go on now. I, I don't remember the... Uh, uh, context that we, we were having five minutes ago, but uh, uh, yeah. So, all right. Nebraska football, John. They have, uh, you know, we're 17 and a half minutes into it. Might as well talk about it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've got a little bit of an uphill battle. I don't, I don't think the goal is unattainable. And by that, I mean bowl game, bowl eligibility. But we lost three offensive linemen last Saturday. We lost uh, uh, Billy Kemp the fourth last Saturday yeah. for for at least a few weeks. Um, we are it's not their first action uh, on on the line, but we lost sixty percent of our starting offensive line in one game. Yep. That's yeah. nuts. Two of them yeah. for the season. Yes. Are you worried about this? Like I said, well, no. I, did, did did I did I convey it? A tone of I'm, I'm worried about overall depth. I would say, because I don't know if we had a ton of depth at offensive line to begin with. Because well, I, we had bodies, we have bodies to play. Yeah, but then then you start sounding like drowning pool because what's going to happen is let the bodies hit the floor. Right, and that's what would happen uh, if we weren't going up against Purdue and Michigan State over the next couple of weeks. We'd right, be. But- we're playing opponents that really are kind of our level. They're not very good. Michigan State just had one of their top defensive linemen, if not their top defensive linemen, enter the transfer portal. Isn't that nuts? In the middle of a season. You know, I guess you just say, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not wasting any more time with this shit and leave. That I think that's a little much myself. You know, that would be, you know, my dad would come out of the grave and go, you never quit anything and started, not in the middle of it, you little shit ass. So, no, I mean, that's a great point. And it's something that I've I've tried to instill in in my oldest boy. Um, But I remember as a kid, I had this book and it, it was it was written to, you know, children. Like I probably had this book when I was eight or nine years old. I think it was from Sports Illustrated Kids, but it was a little. Uh, uh, book about it was a little biography on Joe Montana and like growing up Joe Montana several seasons wanted to quit playing football but he'd always made that dec- like come to that conclusion sometime in the during the course of the season and his dad always said no you made a commitment you're going to finish it out 
if you don't want to play next year, then you don't have to play next year, but you made the commitment to the team. So right. I, I've never understood the the mentality of just, you know, hightailing it out of Dodge when and I get Michigan State is a messy situation right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. You it's know, really terrible. But I I and I look at it a lot of ways. Are are you there? Who why are you in East Lansing? Or why are you in Tuscaloosa or Eugene, Oregon or Lincoln, Nebraska? Are you there for the coach? Are you there for in, you, your your teammates? Are you there for the school, the scholarship? Are you there for the chance to play at the next level? And like you said, one of the top defensive uh, linemen that they had, you would think, you know, would get drafted in one of the rounds. But is that ever going to be? It, it, are they going? Are, right. are professional teams going to look at that as a factor? Like he, he just kind of quits when things aren't going right. I don't know. I don't. You know, the NFL teams just look. The NFL teams have a lot of like they have years of tape. They have years of film, and they still do shit like his hands are too small, his arms are too short. <laughs> you know what I mean? They come up with the stupidest fucking things when they're doing any, the drafting stuff. So who can tell what the NFL teams are? I mean, yeah. Put it this way, Greg. They should have read all the marks about Johnny Manziel before they drafted him, and they sure as fuck didn't do that right, did they? Right. No, that's a good point. That that no, that's a great point. In fact, um, so years back when I was in uh, Shadron and doing terrestrial radio for uh, the AM station up there, and we had there was a, a local kid who had I say you know it was tough. I think he was probably my age at the time, maybe a year older because I was twenty one. Uh, and I think he went to Black Hill State up in uh, South Dakota and was at the Combine. And I remember he, he like, some of the questions that the teams ask, it, uh, like one of the teams asked him, what what would your response be if I came over there and punched you in the mouth? You know, like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's it's I there's a I believe and maybe this is what we're talking about is the the Combine or or some of this you know, uh, scouting is a little antiquated. Well, it's, I'm, you know what? I, I'm sure that, I mean, look at all these the people who are in the NFL. I mean, Al Davis for years, Al Davis was the one that drafted, who was it? Jamarcus Russell. Yep. Yeah. And that guy was a complete waste of time. Didn't watch any tape, but Al Davis insisted on drafting him over. I think it was, was it Megatron? I can't remember who did. Ooh. Some of these guys just have their own egos in the way of ever doing anything good. So the NFL is an entirely different beast. I mean, yeah. You know, I listen. IT consultant all my career. I've worked for a lot of business owners that uh, they were arrogant enough to think they controlled the laws of physics. And you know, there were a lot of them that they were arrogant, but they weren't stupid either. So you get some of those guys that nobody ever tells them no. And nothing ever gets in their way, and they have enough money to buy their way out of anything. Uh, why would they think anything different? You know. Well, we're kind of going way into this. No, that's okay. Um, you mentioned Jamarcus Russell, so uh, I I wanted to go down that rabbit hole uh, because that was the 2007 draft, and you're right, he was drafted first overall. Of course, uh, Calvin Johnson was drafted second. Um, Is that okay? But uh, Russell for for the the professional player that he, the career that he ended up having, you know, he was, he was taken before 
uh, Calvin Johnson. He was taken before Joe Thomas, uh, who was uh, at Wisconsin, of course, and then went to Cleveland. I'm probably pretty sure he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Adrian Peterson went seventh that year. Uh, Marshawn Lynch went 12th. Adam Carricker went 13th. Uh, you know, it's Darrell Revis. Um, I mean, there are so many uh, quality players who I get kind of just, you know, figured it out, right? Like you figure out how right. to play at the next level because you have to, because you have to elevate your game. You have to put in the effort. Uh, and then Jamarcus Russell comes out. This is hyperbole. Don't, don't take it, you know, but comes out uh, to – camp eating a donut or looking like he ate a, a, a bunch of donuts. I mean, like just out of shape, right. didn't want to put in the work. And that's, that's, you know, the biggest, I mean, I, I, he's, he's the biggest draft bust of all time, isn't he? He's, if not one of the, yeah. I mean, Johnny Menzel was close. Ryan Leaf was another one. Yeah. You know, Johnny Menzel, I feel like at least played in a few games. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. What what what's next? Going through the list of our injuries. I asked you, does it bother you that three of our offense Ben Scott came back, so he's back. Play. Ethan Piper and Piper. Ethan Piper and uh Turner Corcoran. Yeah, he they're gone for the knee, year. Correct me if I'm knee for Piper and uh, uh foot for Corcoran, undisclosed yeah, foot. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh no Nooli. Uh, is out really, for a few yeah. weeks. Um, right. It, it's not. Am I worried? If it if the if Nebraska didn't play in the Big Ten, where it seems like every week you're lining up against big, nasty, physical defensive linemen, I'd be less worried. Do I still think that there are are two wins out of the next five games? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Right. Uh, I I do think that that you know Nebraska will go bowling when it's all said and done, and and I think I think they're going to get it get closer, you know one one game closer this week with a win against Purdue. It's just what what's I I, I guess my curiosity is what's the root like what's the cause of so many injuries? Um, nobody. We know that Ethan Piper was rolled up on. Uh, on the back of his leg, which happens uh, a lot, unfortunately, to offensive linemen. We don't really know how Corcoran's in, uh, injury occurred. Um, it, it's just the offensive side of the ball had enough injuries and skill players, you know, but yes. you, you got the feeling that the offensive line was doing enough to give the 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 patchwork offense that was in place time to, you know, go down and, you know, move the football and score enough points, not, you know, enough to get the win. I don't care if we win by one, as long as we win type of thing. But now you do have some uh, moving parts on the offensive line. Again, nobody's going to be seeing their first college snap. uh, I don't think at all this, this Saturday against Purdue, but you just, you just wonder if there's a, a deeper, rooted issue that's causing all these injuries. Well, I was going to, I proposed something a little bit. Uh, Well, David Manny comes up with this. Maybe they're playing harder because they have a coach that cares that I like that, but 
that doesn't describe why the offense is getting like literally almost all the injuries we've had have been offensive right on the offense. Right. So, so why is that? So we got a whole bunch of people to comment. So I'll throw a theory out here. Number one. uh, Okay. What? I was just going to say that Josh uh, Hanson said that head coach Matt rule said all the injuries were contact injuries. That's what he said. Okay. Why are the, why is the offense suddenly getting all the contact injuries and the defense has had very little? We lost Brody Tagaloa at the beginning of the year. Car accident. Mm. Who else have we lost on the defense? Well, that's technically uh, a defensive, contact injury. De- defense, defensive back Tommy Hill sprained MCL. Deshaun Singleton knee. Linebacker Nick Henrik banged up knee shoulder. Safety Marcus Buford working back from an ACL. So, you know – I. Maybe I'm going too far with most of them have been on the offense. But, I, you know, I wonder if uh, part of the reason is because the offense is, is, isn't playing as well as when you get – when you're not playing as well, you're tending to reach. You're tending to probably put yourself in the wrong body positions. You know, linemen are all about keeping their feet under them and keeping moving and keeping in the right position so they gain leverage. And I wonder sometimes, you know, if these guys are reaching. I think Turner Corcoran, you know, one one injury is always stuck. Story is always stuck with me out in Nebraska, and it came from Brandon Vogel's book with about John Cook, and you know how he coached volleyball, and he said that they had a young woman who kept getting stress fact fractures in her foot, and when they went back through her history, what they discovered was. She had never eaten a single green vegetable in her entire life. Now, hold on a minute. Now, hold on a minute. What? What the hell is a green vegetable? Well, you know what I mean? A green vegetable. You know, like a, like a pepper. I was, I don't I was, know, making, I was making a fat man joke, John. Okay. I see that. And I'm I don't sure need that because vegetable. she was a Nebraska girl, it's meat and potatoes and corn. But they went back and found that the nutrition was so, you know, they did that deep a study on it to find, I'm not saying, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, align that with Turner Corcoran. You know, I wonder if that guy's got just his body is just too damn big for his frame. I don't know. I think well, all of that is speculation on my part. Obviously I don't have inside staff stories or anything. I did say earlier in the year, Probably, I think it was on coordination over reaction with Haas that, and in fact, I know it was. They had showed the huddle, they had showed uh, Corcoran from the back, and I'm like, oh, he looks like a lard ass. <laughs> and then I look at me, I'm like, I got no room to talk. You're in here to cause problems, aren't you? Yeah, I'm yes, trying to he is. No, I'm trying to stir. <sighs> Um. All right, so we got some comments here uh, that are uh, Tiger Shark Diver asked very early on what the hell we're going to do about these injuries. That's what we're talking well, about. So you know gonna, what we're going to do about them? We're going to get but, more people to experience. Yeah. You know, guys that we've, we are enough weeks into the season that we should be able to take some offensive linemen, put them on the line, and they should be able to play football. You know? They may not be as good, maybe, as our starters, but they should be able to, you know, block somebody, get in people's ways, understand their assignments. Do you really want to box? For God's sake, look at this. <laughs> I don't – oh, my God, it's a box, Esther. 
This is the really the type of content y'all are here for. Watching the dog. Yeah, you better make her speak for it. Jesus. <laughs> okay. She got her box. I whatever. Um, I don't know why I okay. Fred Wait. said no, go ahead. I forgot what I was saying. Okay, good. Fred said, never seen this many injuries. Wonder why bad luckers potentially because these guys are actually getting worked harder than they had in half a decade. I think that has a lot to, I would agree with that actually. Uh, and, and on top of that, Josh says, uh, they listen too well to coach rule. If we die, we die. Coach did. We did our damnedest to die. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. Um, Minnie is bringing in uh, actual credible knowledge. I don't know what I think about that on this show, uh, but yeah. ACL is a ligament injury. No matter what, it doesn't increase in size like muscle increases muscle. So, Minnie, we don't have time for your facts, okay? Yeah. Our feelings don't care. Yeah. About what the hell, lady? <laughs> it's like she knows stuff or some things. Caleb says Nebraska uh, gets more injuries than penalties. Um, I, I I think there's something to be said for we didn't tackle in practice and we didn't have hard practices. I mean, you know, you talk to most of these guys that actually uh, – no, I looked at the comments. You talk to these guys <laughs> and they'll talk to you. The fall camp is specifically for getting ready for football season. A lot of that is getting game speed and it's also getting used to hitting and it's getting used to being tackled and stuff. And – you know, we didn't do that stuff really for years. We were not a physical football team. Now we're being asked to not just be a physical football team, but to run physical offense. Right. You know, they're running the ball. They have to run the ball. That's what they want to do. And now we're suddenly, you know, we're getting beat up from it. I, I think that there's something to do with that. I'll say this. Um, talk about really bad timing of it all on Saturday. Nebraska lost more offensive lineman in one play meanwhile a state over iowa i mean we had two linemen go down in one play iowa only had right. one punt return called back that's <laughs> way worse for nebraska i think it is because you know it was too bad they got that punt return back <laughs> called back <laughs> yeah we're <sighs> all sad for him or or for them um Let's see here. We got some other. Uh, okay, so this is an interesting topic because I've seen this debate increase at the uh, NFL level, especially after um, uh, Aaron Rodgers had his uh, season opening injury 40 seconds into his New York Jets uh, playing career. Roger Moore says stadium reconstruction, great time to replace the turf with natural grass. A lot of players at the NFL complain about turf. They say it right. causes more injuries. Now, I fully right. agree. Somebody else said in the comments that offense and defense both have to play on the playing right. surface, whatever it is. Do what is the, in your opinion, I don't know if you've researched the subject, but what is their validity to that complaint? And do you ever think, I mean, is, is the, is it even possible for Nebraska to have natural grass in Memorial Stadium? Well, number one, I think I think it's interesting people say that now because years ago, why did we get artificial turf? Because people were complaining about the grass and the injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So we oh, we got to have artificial turf because grass is causing too many injuries, and then they started putting in artificial turf. I think a lot of times at a lot of stadiums they. 
you know, they roll out the same freaking turf for years and then it turns into shit. And you know, if you've been on Nebraska's field, you know that it there when you walk across it and you've probably seen photos of this, you know, there's just shit tons of these little pebbles, right, like right. tiny, tiny grains of rubber in it. And, you know, I've never seen Nebraska's field. I guess I, I'm, it's not like I'm a field expert, but it always looks like that. It always looks like it's in good shape. Uh, but <clears throat> I think that some of the teams, it, you know, you hear about players in the NFL complaining like Philadelphia let theirs get seams in it and that, uh, you know, that caused problems. What are you laughing at me? Somewhere? No, I'm laughing at I, Roger. Roger says Iowa has natural grass to allow the cheerleaders to graze. Wow. Well, do I think we're ever going to get grass in Memorial Stadium? I I don't know. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. Now, I'll say this, and I, I completely agree with uh, with Fred here, at least where he's lead, leading the conversation, because I remember seeing some of those old games that were on straight AstroTurf, and that looked like it was a thin rug over a concrete. Uh, yeah. And Fred says, I thought field turf was at least better than AstroTurf excuse me, as far as injuries. And I mean, he's right. I mean, it just, okay. What do you want to get tackled on something that has a little bit of not bounce to it, but a little bit of cushion or concrete with a rug on it. Yeah. Some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it and it's, it is, you kind of, I don't know, you get tackled on it and you'd think you'd have raspberries all over your body. And I imagine they do, but MK says we're supposed to be an ag school. Damn it. I'd hope we could figure out how to grow grass. Well, if there's well, not dirt underneath it, I mean, is there dirt underneath all that or is there? No, I don't think, I don't so. think so. I mean, you have to, but, you know, they can just bring in dirt, I guess. I guess. I mean, they do it for monster jam in, in enclosed domes, which that's a really dumb. I like, why would you have monster jam inside of a dome? Like exhaust fumes. I just feel like that's a really bad place to have a monster jam. Yeah. Moving but, on. You know, you know, if you've if you've been around car people, they like the fumes. Well, yeah, they're also. Yeah. Apologies in advance to any of you uh, Chatterfields who might be car people, but <laughs> taking in a bunch of fumes not very good for your internal organs. All right, Esther, you done eating box? I mean, eating the box? I mean, I don't really know how to ask that question cleanly. Yeah. She she ate the box. What? What is going on in this world? <laughs> I just, the hell! All right. I don't, um, I don't recall her doing that. Ted says we should go to the, those Slavic countries like Ukraine or Russia, maybe not Russia, to find linemen. To, uh, they got big athletes, guys. I don't know if we need any more uh, Russian interference. Any Russian agents over here learning our American ways? Um, now that you know what said, I was doing, Mahash, you know what I, I'm sorry, go ahead. See, you're learning. I, you hanging around enough with me when you interrupt me, you apologize, and I appreciate that. That's a conversation okay. from a few weeks ago when you said Hoss and I apologize to one another too much. Yeah, you, it bothers me. What the hell? Is I'm sorry, but you just did it right now. So I, I no, I didn't that. apologize. I just said, no. did I say I'm sorry? Yes. Oh my god, I'm getting soft. <laughs> That's what's happening. Look what it's fuck. Anyway, all I was going to say is Mahachko. That's me. Uh, yeah. That is Slovakian in in uh, descent. So, uh, yeah, let's let's bring over some of my some of my kinsmen. We'll see what happens. You know what I did part of today? 
Greg? Uh, I'm scared to ask, but what's up? I re- I was doing research. I was going to do, I'm going to do another video, a history video, a Nebraska history video on the 1902 team. Oh. It was, he was coached by Walter C. Bummy Booth. And in the, uh, I can't remember what, 1904, I think, Bummy Booth or Walter C. Booth made was scheduled to make a trip to Nebraska, across Nebraska, and he, it was the first time that anybody had done this. He was going out to find football players across Nebraska. So really? he was going on a speaking tour. And in the article, they said he would be looking for some lusty six-footers. <laughs> well, I'm 6'2". I don't know about That's lusty. how they describe the guys they're looking for. <clears throat> That's uh, pretty awesome, actually. Let's 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 show a picture of a uh, old Bummy Booth, shall we? I know everybody's curious to know what Bummy Booth looked like. Oh, we, you think we get a T-shirt? A Made Bummy like, Booth? Yeah. Why not? Right? We could, but oh my god! Look, look at that. that! You have it. Look at that! Such majesty. He coached from like uh, was it 1901 to 1905. Then he didn't come back. I mean, he was very successful. He had the 1902 season. He was unbeaten, unscored upon. And really, it, yeah, the 1902 team was undefeated and kind of put Nebraska on the map, and they wanted to win a championship. They didn't de- They didn't have a way of determining national championships back then, so they just kind of made it up. But the problem with Nebraska being a champion in 1902 is Michigan had a team by fielding Yost, and he was, co- he was called – fielding score a minute post because literally Michigan scored like I every minute they had the ball. They, they scored like six or 700 points in one season. I don't know. Anyway, that's stuff I'm looking into to do videos about. I just Fred Sacco. I buy that shirt, make it happen. You guys, I know. I, <laughs> is he standing on shag carpet? Yes. That's what they had back like in 1902. It's, it's, they might have John. Who that is the, the action figure of Bummy Booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good callback, John. Um, no, I'm pretty sure he's just standing on something because it's an old photograph that's been scanned. It looks like, you know, sure. kind of looks gooey. Fred says Bummy Booth, John's name on Cornhub. <laughs> um. And also, I'm surprised we got through lust, you know, all that bummy booth, lusty six foot, six footer conversation. Nobody mentioned volleyball. Well, is, our, is that, you know, does our, that make me bad? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, the lusty six footer thing. I mean, you know, kudos to those women. Number one in the country. Yeah, they are. All right. And Fred says, did Fielding Yost also Venmo people to steal signals? He didn't, but he did some other things that were kind of unsavory. And- Wait a minute. Are you saying that the 1902 national championship that could be disputed between Nebraska and Michigan is, is also up for debate? And maybe Nebraska has an edge because we weren't slimy Michigan well, Wolverine? I think Fielding Yost wasn't, he wasn't slimy until a few years later. But no. off the top of my head, that's not in my head right now. Fielding Yost will go on the other channel. I'm going to try to do more work on. Yeah, you got to. Uh, what is that channel, John? It's called Hardcore College Football History. 
and they I can find it going right here on YouTube. on YouTube. Yep. They should, we need to advertise that more because I, I didn't know where you migrated that content to. And I, I'm very curious to know this, uh, deep rooted Nebraska football well, history. I need, well, I don't know. I think I'll keep the Nebraska football history on our channel and. Okay, fine. Start Never doing Notre Dame and Georgia. Maybe I'll move. To, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'll put it on both. What do you think of that? There you go. That's fine. It's all content, John. Everybody loves content. <laughs> don't know exactly. What. All right. Uh, Brian with this fun one. I'm just going to put it up there for people to laugh in case they missed it in the comments earlier. He says, uh, biggest sticky situation was cleaning Coach Tucker's computer. But I'm Boom. Uh, Fred says, serious comment. The NIL has wrecked the unity loyalty a lot of players have toward their schools. This is what I, we were talking about, the Michigan State uh, uh, defensive lineman who jumped right. in the transfer portal halfway through. I don't disagree at all, Fred. I think everybody's every, – first of all, everybody thinks that the grass is greener. But the the mentality now around corporate America – or, or even one rung below corporate America is, you know, if you're making this salary here, well, go get you a job at, at the competitor where you're going to make this salary. And then right. when you've maxed out there, then you move to another job and you make this salary. So it's all, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but it is all chasing the dollar. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, given the way corporate America has treated their workers over the last 15 years, I don't blame people that are doing that anymore. And honestly, let's think about that for a minute. If Nil uh, was wrecking the loyalty, I mean, when you look at Caleb Williams, right? They lost to Utah. He was sat on the sideline. Who was it? Emmanuel Acho? H-O? Come on, what's his name? Played for Texas. He's kind of a broadcaster. Came out and said Caleb Williams should sit the rest of the season because he shouldn't get injured. You know he's going to go for the top draft pick, and everybody tore uh, Emmanuel Acho. God, I know the guy's name, and it just you know I have the problems with the names. They yeah, tore sure. him to bits about it. But I think the thing is, is you know Caleb Williams has uh, commercials with what is it Nissan for the Heisman House. He has right. Uh, the Dr. Pepper, you can't just quit and still get paid. So I wonder if the nil stuff, you know, if the defensive lineman went in the portal, then his nil deal would be done. So I don't know if that's doing the loyalty. I think it would not in the middle of a season. It wouldn't, right. I, I can see where you jump, uh, you know, teams. I mean, that's probably why Casey Thompson isn't at Nebraska anymore. So. Go ahead. Get. This is completely unrelated, but since you, we were talking about uh, Nebraska history, yeah, Blaine wondered, would you consider a presentation uh, Nebraska head coach W.C. King Cole? I'd consider it a personal favor. Yeah, I'll get to that guy. He, he had, can show a I little think- bit more respect. I feel like, you know, King Cole, Blaine Cole, there's probably a relative. Maybe you don't have to be like, Maybe. I'll get to that guy. Blaine, is time. that a relative of yours? Yeah, I'll get to it. I think uh, King Cole was, was he, 1915? He 1915 team was probably one that uh, Nebraska – Michigan went back and they claimed titles from like 1902, 1903, 1904. Nebraska probably could have went back and claimed 1915, I think it is. is you know, I, I that whole thing is a big argument with me, but there you go. All right. 
I'm going to read this one just because I like the way it's worded. What is your guys' favorite Husker games you've been at? Mine was the 9-6 to snow game Nebraska win over MSU. Nothing but FGs. I think this game may be very similar, especially because of the 40% snow. <laughs> is that how Sam Roberts talks? I don't know. I saw guys' I'm like, ah, oh, you, you, you guys'. <laughs> 1982 Oklahoma, Nebraska, where we won Scott Strasburger interception with two seconds left, helped tear down the goalpost, almost got killed. It was frozen, ran out to the 50-yard line. There was a guy in his underwear sitting on the, the big logo out there eating a frozen orange. I don't know. I don't remember. I remember bits and pieces of my Nebraska football games. I was at the Nebraska-Northwestern game where we threw the Hail Mary with my brother Jim. That's and it was nuts. the first time my brother Jim had been in Memorial Stadium since he ran in the high school track meet in like 1965. <laughs> and they had a track that went around this, they right. went around the field and it went under the stadium. And he had to run under on boards as you went under the stadium. No. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Caleb says, uh, 52 to three over Northwestern was good. Fred says my favorite game I've attended was the 97 miracle oh, in Missouri. Wow. Best game ever. Uh, uh, oh, Sam says that the character limit makes it hard to fit in all the voids. <laughs> uh, MK is the 92 Colorado Halloween massacre. Oh, that was good. Uh Tiger Shark Diver says, I almost dove into the Mississippi when Texas Tech beat us 77 to nothing. Yeah. Um, so, look, I obviously have a very small uh, pool to draw from. Uh, right. We have the 2012 game out at UCLA in the Rose Bowl, which was beautiful, uh, but a loss. I mean, you can ask for better weather, but it was a loss. Uh, I have 2015 in Champaign. With my wife uh, and my unborn son, uh, which was also a loss. Uh, I have 2017 in Champaign on a Friday night, which was a win, but I was there ostensibly by, by myself. I didn't, none of my family just was there with some friends, and that was fun. But honestly, I'd have to say, as ridiculous as it sounds, uh, going up to Champaign a few weeks ago uh, with my boy uh, and, and sharing that with him, even though it was cold for both of us, but you know, especially for him, uh, that that's going to be my favorite experience for the, till, till the next time around when I can take more family. So I'm just a big old sap. <sighs> oh, tiger shark diver says I missed the actual answer. Hold on. Let me scroll up. Gosh, darn. Oh, here we go. There we go. Beating Ohio state with Polini in the student section. 2011. Wasn't it? Was that I the, think that was the was comeback. The, right. Uh, yeah. Rex Burkhead and, and uh, uh, Stanley Jean-Baptiste. Yeah. The, um, and the Bowserman. I, I'll never forget uh, uh, the Bowserman throw chart that one of our coronation uh, uh, contributors created at the time that had him in, in the stands, out of the stadium. It was nuts. Well, I said, you know, Fred, for now. Again, I have a limited pool to choose from. Uh, we're in talks, Haas and I, about trying to go to Nebraska, Colorado in Lincoln next year. So that could be wild. He also says Colorado is not the kind of game you take your family to. 
<laughs> no, that is that is true. I I would agree with so, that. I think I I might be going to the Maryland game this year. That'd be fun. Uh, Blaine Cole says Nebraska versus Miami when Corey Schlesinger knocked a player out on the opening kickoff. That would be fun. Uh, Terry Swanson says 84 Sooners game in Norman ruined their day. Roger Moore says the 57 yard wow. Alex Henry field goal uh, over Colorado. Um, you guys have been to a lot of really great games. The 98 Orange Bowl from Don Dre. We have, honestly, we have the best fans here as Chatterfields because they all walks alive. They all have great memories and great stories to tell. Uh, that might be a fun project for uh, the off season. Is That's true. You know, trying to bring some of them on here, more of their stories. So, um, you know, when we're done, when, when, when it's, let's see, bull game, probably latter half of December. All right. So when it's the second week of January and we're sick of talking about Nebraska men's basketball, uh, we're going <laughs> to, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, we might, uh, uh, you know, find a way to to incorporate more of you Chatterfields in, into the live show. So it'd be a lot of fun. When did I become a crusty old bugger? Uh, when I decided that for monetization, I probably didn't want you to have crusty old fucker on there all well, throughout the they show. Don't, they don't look at that, do they? Okay, whatever. I don't uh, Justin says the 57-yard wow. uh, field goal in the Sioux touchdown interception. I think that that was the same game now that I think about it. Uh, wasn't it? Was, was the Alex Henry? That all was had it? to be the same. Yeah. It might have been. Uh, oh, Terry says go to the Purdue game, John. Oh, that's too soon. I don't have tickets to that. I think I have tickets to Maryland. Uh, Fred says, be, uh, Fred says, I beat the Christmas rush was tired of, of talking about Nebraska basketball last week. Wow. Wow. It hasn't oh. even started yet. It could be an exciting, it could be the year. This could be the year. That Come we on. win a tournament game. Yes. Uh, Blaine Cole was there at the Alamo bowl versus Northwestern when Crouch and Alexander ran rough shot over the Wildcats and everybody else for that matter. So Minnie and I are alike in a lot of ways. Uh, we've both been fans since since Nebraska was not great. Um, Minnie says, I've only been a fan since we've been terrible. I don't think you want to hear about that. If you went to a win, I, I guess maybe it doesn't even have to be a win, but what's what's been, you know, Minnie, we'll, we'll specifically, we'll, we'll single you out. Sorry about this. What, if you've been to a game, what's been your favorite game? I don't care. Um <laughs> Tiger Shark Diver says Minnie's in the CIA. So, all right, maybe Minnie, you're not allowed to answer that question. We understand. I wonder if uh, she's uh, investigating Michigan. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, Josh says that the Sioux pick six where he stomped the quarterback's guts it is one of the favorite plays of all time. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, this could be the year, according to Fred, where Nebraska randomly heaves up multiple threes to no effect in the first half oh. and loses. Fred, come keep the it's it could be we have one of the most exciting players in the nation this year. Kasey Tominaga. Yeah. Okay. Right. We've got other comments, John. Did we? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Come Get on to him. Sorry. Tiger Shark Diver says, "Why the hell am I in Omaha?" We don't know. Why the hell are you in Omaha? That's that's right. I can't even answer that. Are you investigating Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're in the wrong state for that. James Boardman says they aren't replacing all conference linemen. Not much of a drop off there. Excuse uh, me while I eat this banana. Are you wait? Are you going to do it on camera? What? It. I just did. Bound, what happened? Bound, 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 no. Bound, wait. Just come on, man. Corn hub. Ow. <laughs> Uh, well, that's that's premature. That, that's what premature yeah, commentation. You have star comments. I know, but I I also asked Minnie a question, and she said oh. the Indians win two years ago because of the light show first time. What did we play the Indians? Indiana. Oh, okay. My God. Well, it says Indians. She might be typing on a phone. You know, oh, and and that's fine. That's fine. It's just. I thought this was 2023, not 1873. And I just wanted clarification. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Terry Swanson says, I'll never be able to unsee that. Well, uh, God damn it. <laughs> Fred says, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, listen, I can't, I, I keep getting cramps and it's, it's terrible and it's nasty. And I just, I want them to go away, especially when they wake you up at three in the morning and they blast for the 15 or 20 minutes. <sighs> okay. I, I, I desperately, desperately want to rename the show John Erotica. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> You're worried about getting monetized. Right. <sighs> uh, Aaron Drury says, uh, was it, uh, 2009 NUOU, we won 10 to 3. Uh, a Nebraska fam at the stadium had my favorite sign of all time Sooners can't afford Sue Crick. <laughs> all right. Um, no, this is fun. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. We, oh, we did that one. Sorry, folks. I'm out of practice. John wouldn't let me be on the show last week. It's not my fault. Yeah. We, we, we. Oh, here's here's the one from uh, uh, nine twelve, John. Yeah, we were talking about bands. Yeah, and Ted wanted to know if you went and saw Vixen when they played in McCook in the eighties. I did not. Okay, we can move. I on. was likely in, I was in Lincoln in the eighties. So, from look, here's what I know about the geography of Nebraska. From your house to Mc, your your the house you grew up at to McCook's about the same distance as McCook to Lincoln, so it would have been fine. I don't think so. I mean, nobody's going to pull out a map and prove me wrong, so. No, I'm um, not. You're right. Richard Fitzwell with just emojis. Um, Blaine asked how your OnlyFans is doing. I, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I think everybody has to have an OnlyFans link now, don't they? I don't. Well, because. you know, next week's show, I'll, I'll eat an eggplant. How about that? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to tear off a small chunk and there we go. <laughs> could, could, what? <laughs> Dear God. <sighs> All right. It's been an hour, Greg, and we've barely <laughs> talked about football. That's fine. We're having a lot oh, of fun, God. though. 
Uh, Josh says that in the future, there's a whole off season coming. (laughs) I know. Uh, John says in the future, if you kick me off the show, you have to practice the ending. Oh yeah. The end. I never do that very well. Do I? No, you don't. No, you don't. All right. Um, let's see here. Do we have any updates on Michigan stealing signals? Well, yeah, we do. Okay. Well, okay. Here's the thing. You remember, if you remember, a few, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe at the start of the season, uh, one of their people was fired. And I think he was doing, they originally were doing stuff with his computer. He was illegally hacking people's computer. And the FBI is actually investigating him apparently for, I think he, okay, allegedly, the implication is, is he was sexually harassing people in, and so that's where the FBI, it's a completely separate thing from the sign stealing thing. But I think as each day goes on, this is like Northwestern. You keep hearing more and more incidents of stuff. Right. Today, Sam McCune published an article in the Omaha World Herald or, uh, about the fact that Connor Stallion, the guy that's the accused mastermind of sign stealing, bought five tickets to the Nebraska game. And, uh, you know, every day you hear more and more and more going out excuse me, about how how detailed this is, how much effort they were putting into this. And then you get to see these stupid-ass fucking responses from Michigan people about how Jim Harbaugh didn't know, and it's not really sign stealing. Everybody does sign stealing. I, If you guys don't, there is a group called SEC Shorts on YouTube, and yes. they are excellent. And honestly, I they did like a two-and-a-half-minute video, and I think that was very funny. But it literally explains most of what's going on, just about how stupid this was. What what we'll do for your benefit, I think we have the means, is we will uh, – obviously, we can't embed it in the YouTube video. But tomorrow morning when you uh, see the article on Coronation, if you haven't seen that SEC Shorts episode yet, uh, I'll, I'll include it in the article uh, for, for you to find. And, and it's, it's worth it. Like I said, like John said, it's about two, two and a half minutes long and it's, it's just chef's kiss. I think I, I think I've said this before, but it, did they really need to do this? I mean, this is what Michigan decided to do. They're Michigan for fuck's sake. My honest They're question, the top winning program in the history of college football. Do you, and I apologize if this if this comes across as a really stupid question. I do. Did did it really aid them that much? Well, they've been kicking this. Yes, actually, okay. right. there has been a correlation, and I think they talked about it in Slack about how since they've discovered they've been stealing signs, uh, they have lost a lot less games than they were before. And, it, you know, I went on a mini rant in Slack, and I'll give you guys it, – it hit me tonight. Uh, one of our – well, Andy. You guys know Andy. He's been you on the Andy. show Monday night when Todd's not around. He came in and he said, you know, well, why why can't they just put all the technology and stuff in the helmets? And that would alleviate everybody stealing sign. You know, did Division Three or the NAI vote against this? And I said, you know, it really doesn't have anything to do with the D3 or the NAIA because every time we try to put a new regulation in, 
is a cost associated with it. So if you're going to go put helmets in and go have radio transmitters, there's just one more fucking cost you got to shove into college football. And the problem with it is, is Nebraska is fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine the next 10 years. We're going to be fine the next 20 years. We're not going to go out of business. In the next three years, we're going to have an enrollment cliff, and I've mentioned this before, that's going to hit colleges, and it's going to lay waste to shit tons of them. And they're not. Or we're already in a position where a lot of schools, whether they're Division One or not, just can't keep shoving costs in there everything. They can't build Taj Mahal recruiting facilities. You know, and I guess if you want to pretend, listen, I know we all, like earlier we mentioned, nil is ruining the sport. Bullshit. The amount of money that's coming into just college football itself is that kind of fucked the sport up too. It's always been that way, but at the same time, it's always kept the people that don't have that money to compete out of the picture. And for everybody to just go, well, they could just use technology. Why? Because one fucking guy, Jim Harbaugh, decides that he's going to go on and build a spy network and fuck it up for everybody? And I think that's the thing that bothers me most. I've mentioned that before is Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, I mean, Michigan man, we're Michigan men. We're better than everybody. You know, and now, now what are you going to do? You're probably going to cause new regulations and changes in the sport because you're a fucking desperate asshole. There you go. I feel better. Do you guys feel better? <sighs> and the thing that, again, it's Michigan for God's sake. Right. It's they not a, some coded shithole. Right. At right. least you could say this. He cheated, and he at least did well at it. I mean, Scott Frost cheated, and look what he did. He, he wasn't very good at that either. <sighs> well, you remember the punty off-season practices and cameras oh, yeah, yeah. and shit, all that stupid fucking stuff. Um, but it, Would Michigan have beat us as bad? That's all I want to know. I think if you go back and look at that Michigan game, there were two problems that I saw in that Michigan game. We couldn't Number run one, the ball. Couldn't Michigan was really crisp. And when I say crisp on offense, they executed incredibly well. And the second problem was as our team – didn't look like they even wanted to show up and be there. And that's why they went through the Sunday night practice and got the hell beat out of him by Matt Rule, and he made a point to him. This and thinking, well, no, they wouldn't have beat everybody as bad. It's pretty – Deion Sanders comes out and he says, well, you know, you might know all the plays, but you still got to stop them. That's pretty okay, whatever, jackass, mouthy butt, son of a bitch. It, it, there's a certain level of truth at that, but it sure as hell is a lot easier when you know the answers ahead of time, isn't it? So the, the dismissal of this thing as everybody does it, not everybody does it, and not every, not anybody has does it to this level where they literally built a, a freaking spy network. That's what we're going to find out. So somebody else had asked, uh, is Michigan going to actually get in trouble for that? Well, here it is. Where to go? Is Michigan actually going to? Are they going to get in trouble for this? Probably yes. I think that as as time goes on, we're going to find out more and more and more about this and how, quite frankly, deep it is and how you know that they literally built a spy network and Did everybody's going to be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you people?" Did you see Will Compton's? Uh two, two and a half minute 
rant uh, I didn't. about uh, how Michigan should get the death penalty for this. No, I didn't. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I'll try it? to throw it. I'll try to throw it in the article as well. Um, he doesn't hold back. He thinks that they just need to have the the entire book and a few extra books thrown at them. Uh, and and to to your point, John, they are uh, the the winningest program in all of college football. Right? They are as blue blood as it gets. Right. They, they should be. A, they shouldn't have to stoop to such levels uh, to to you know win. And then you know, whether or not the coaching staff knew about it, um, Josh said this, that uh, Connor Stallions wrote a 550-page <laughs> manifesto about how he was going to steal signals uh, to get his foot in the door and then eventually take the over the program. Um, so I don't know. It's – it's weird. You remember when Northwestern that thing broke, and then you kept reading, and it got weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder, and you're like, "What? The, who does this shit?" This same thing with Michigan. What kind of delusional? Where did it come in your head that this was okay? I don't know. It, that's... Was it? Well, I know where it came from. It was. We lost too many times to Ohio State. We right. can't take it anymore. And desperation really set in. You know. Um, let's see here. And they lost to TCU last year in the college football playoff, which they is did. hilarious. That's it's just fucking hilarious. Um, all right. More comments that we have start hey, here. Hey, hey, I'm going to put this one up. Caleb Ward says in Michigan probably cheated versus TCU last year. Look how well that worked. I, you know, I think they're finding out that TCU was the one opponent that they didn't scout last year because they never expected to play him, which is right. pretty funny. Right. Um, and then Mr. CEO who has, uh, I, I, you know, revealed uh, himself as a Nebraska and Michigan fan uh, says, Caleb, you sound upset. Caleb. Because Caleb Caleb made the comment about oh. cheating against TCU, John. Yeah, it's it's like you're not even paying attention. Why well, are we it even? Goes doing by, this? It goes by so fast, and then I have to remember to breathe. Oh yeah, don't forget that. Um, <laughs> I I am Gaboski hasn't been here. You know, I, I I you know I wouldn't mind hearing his take on it. But I think the thing is, is you know, I I've always had a lot of respect for Michigan, and I what the hell? What do you do this for? Right. Uh, this is not a normal level of cheating. So your your rant for a couple minutes ago, uh, Highlander Gun says the only way that rant could have been better is if you were on the crapper. <laughs> as, as we all know, the echo and my at, my wife was be going. I I went to sleep. <laughs> at, th- at this point, we we learned last week you don't even need to be at home. You don't even need to use your own bathroom. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, living in Omaha, David Matney says, even with the injuries, I still feel better than with the last staff. You kind of feel like people are learning how to play football with this staff. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if this guy gets, uh, gosh, if this guy gets hurt, that they might be able to bring another guy in and he knows what's going on because he wasn't just standing around at practice. He's getting reps. All right. Let's see. Um, I feel like we have to step in and tell the kids to behave. Um, 
You know, if they vacated this, Nebraska would be five, five and two. Although they normally, when they vacated, they, when they vacate things, they just make them a loss. They don't give the other team a win. Right, right. And I think the thing is, is Michigan has a really good team. And you went ahead and I don't know. It's just stupid, fucking idiotic. Uh, Fred says that Harbaugh intercepted M. Gaboski's text, emails, and comments. It goes that deep. <laughs> Uh, all right. Let's see here. Um, talk about your rants. AI won't replace John. He used it uh, for his big win Herbie song or whatever, and I think he broke it for good. <laughs> that was that when AI I was in Dallas. No, AI. I oh. did, you remember that way back in the like summer? I think it was when I was in Dallas. I, I used some AI to write the oh, yeah, yeah, Lynn yeah. Herbie or. <laughs> yeah. Good Kudos memory. Who does remember that? I don't know. Well, that's, that's it. That's it. I that's don't it. remember that. I, you know, I remember now he brought it up. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm starting to, uh, star, I'm starting to see some, uh, Predictions come in. Always a great time yeah. for those since we're winding down. Uh, what, are we? We haven't talked about Purdue at all. Well, I'm getting there. Okay. Josh says, has anyone watched any Purdue this year? Are they shitty? I hope they're shitty. <laughs> I think Purdue is about the same place we are. You know? New coach. I think, I think, what? New coach. New coach. I think that they, you know, their quarterback, Hudson Card, is, I think he's the best quarterback in the Big Ten. But, they, you know, he does not do well under pressure. And if we can get pressure on him now, he has, if you watch the interview I did with the Purdue guy, uh, he talked about how he had been injured. And since they're coming off a bye week there, we're probably going to face their players that are actually more healed up than normal. So I, I mean, let's face it. This game is going to come down to who turns the ball over and who doesn't, because they've been plagued with turnovers too. Mm. And then, Maccabee, Maccabee, uh, you know, the crazy legs guy, but he's had severe fun, fumble issues. Um, they have, uh, <clears throat> as a Devin Brook, I, I, all around athlete, there's their top receiver. And I think they can be, you know, they can be, a, they can score points if our defense isn't taking care of what's going on. John, can I, on can the I other hand, we, you, we, we, we I, can I, just, do Malachi Coleman down the field, and if Harbaugh can hit him on, they have a non-existent defensive secondary. I, Maybe I, we could do that. I I need you to stop. What? Because I I'd like some clarification, but really, Mister CEO wants some clarification. Is Hudson Carr really the best quarterback in the Big Ten? Well, name another one. Oh, Big Ten know. West. Oh, Did well, I you say, said you, Big you said Big Ten. Okay. Well, I meant to say the Big Ten. Okay. West. All right. I hope that clears that up. Hopefully, Mr. CEO. <laughs> I think, is not you know, Michigan's anymore. got JJ McCarthy, and there's, um, oh, come on, Tua's brother <laughs> at Maryland. You the, know, he's good. The other Tagalavoya. Tag, yeah, McCord tag. at Ohio State is turning out to be a pretty decent quarterback, and Aller at Penn State's, I think, a decent quarterback. Although they played like shit, I think, on offense when they played Ohio State. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but you froze on, on my end, and apparently Caleb's too. And well, I just looked. I'm like, "Where'd you go, John?" Uh, it 
I, I'm still having, I have a network monitor up here and, and my system is dropping packets. I hate it when things drop packets. It's At really least it's not dropping passes. Yeah. It's kind of the uh, same thing on the internet. I guess. Uh, Tiger Shark Diver says, can we talk about Malachi and follows that up swiftly with don't want Malachi to transfer. Well, no shit. Um, I, he came to Nebraska knowing full well that it was a shitty team, so I don't know why he would transfer. What what an opportunity that he has created for himself. Uh, I, I made the comment to Haas, uh, the way uh, Heinrich Harburg caught him in stride for that 44-yard touchdown this past Saturday. I said, with that kind of rhythm and chemistry, you would, you would think that those guys were roommates. Yeah. Uh, but but as I I like to to I, I used the phrase quite a bit last year with uh, 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 Casey uh, Thompson and and uh, Trey Palmer is like the biscuit in the bat man that 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 pass was right where it needed to be and it was well thrown and Malachi Coleman does give us that added dimension because he has the that that downfield speed he can take the top off the defense. Well, you, 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 yes. Now you have to ask yourself: Did he run by Northwestern because their defensive back was really slow and shitty, or did he run by Northwestern because he can do that to a lot of teams? I mean, last year we saw Trey Palmer just decimate people, and you know Malachi Coleman is, you know, I mean, he's just getting on the field. He's just right. got scored his first touchdown. We'll see. You know, we'll see what Purdue's secondary, like I said, is really terrible and non-existent. So we'll see. You know, maybe something. Maybe Nebraska will come out and play good on offense. And well, I shouldn't set that expectation. And you know, the weather is going to be poopy and cold and possibly snowy. So, <clears throat> I you know it could be a cheese it bowl game where there's it, eight turnovers in the first half. <laughs> it Neither also, quarterback can throw the ball to their own player. But I do like. I don't know if emergence is the right word, but but I have a lot of confidence in Emmett Johnson. And I don't yeah. I don't I'm I'm, just, I'm not on this bandwagon of hate for Anthony Grant. You know? No, I'm not uh, either. Would would I like for him to fumble the ball less? Yes. But I would also like uh clean handoffs. I would like clean snaps. I'd like the quarterback to be paying attention all the time when the snap is coming back. I'd like less I'd like less turnovers, period. And I don't blame any one uh player for any of those. At the same time, I'd like the uh, the defense to create a few of those uh takeaway opportunities. But I really I I just there's something about the grants of running style I really do like and and uh if if he can Take care of the ball. What a what a viable option that he is. Yeah, I you know Emma Johnson. I mean, let's look at this team and uh, you know that everything bodes well for the future. You know, find a quarterback, whether he's a transfer portal quarterback or you draft him, or Danny Keelan's going to be a good starter. Uh, you know, and you're looking at a team that's building with. I we don't have any hardly any seniors on the team. The defense is already in good form. Good shape. They played like 30 people a game. You know, they right. can just swap guys in. You need to find that same thing on the offensive side. And, you know, I think that we're going to be okay. You know, there, we'll just see. You know, we seem to have a coaching staff that's made up of, 
adults that actually are going to coach and not have a head coach get in their way all the time. This is a tremendous comment by Caleb. I don't know if this comment will be appreciated for what it is, but Caleb says, I would like Grant to fumble less, but he shouldn't be benched for it on a team like this. There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, that one hits, uh, that, that one really rings and speaks to me. Um, Why do you say that? Because it's, when you're in a when and whenever game's a dogfight, right? Yeah. Um, then you can't you can't take anybody out. Um, when unless look, if you're winning by forty points, and and he fumbles the ball, you know you. But I'm just saying, in in a situation like this, especially with the lack of depth we have, you need all hands on deck. You, yeah, you but need, we have you know we have Emmett Johnson. Okay, you want to send Emma Johnson out there forty times uh, to run the ball forty times a game? We have Joshua Fleeks. Joshua Fleeks, I, no disrespect. I don't. I haven't seen him. He had a a, a, a couple of great runs, <clears throat> but I haven't seen him have that consistency that Anthony Grant has had. Right. Again, I'm like, okay, look. When you look at all the number of times over the last year and change now of football that Anthony Grant has played in Lincoln. The number of of carries versus the number of turnovers, I'm pretty sure it's a very small percentage. But I know that we as a society and we as a fan base do like to really narrow in on the mistakes. I'm just saying, I like Anthony Grant. I like the way he runs the ball. Yes, I want him to fumble less. But again, I I want my bank account and my fridge to both be full all the time. And and none of those things are going to happen. So. Uh, we we do what we can with what we have. Well, there's Caleb's next comment is how will he learn not to not fumble if he doesn't play alive? I think the thing, the only thing I would say about this is this, if his fumbles are being caused because somebody is making a really good play. In other words, a defensive player is getting his hand on the ball or punching the ball out. If, well, he gave us a super chance. How, how will, <clears throat> How will Grant learn not to fumble if he doesn't get more live reps against it? Well, the guy's played, I think, three years already. So I think that the problem that I have with this is this, and this is the only negative or the only reason I could think of why he gets benched. And that's because he's doing something that his coaches have specifically told him, do not do this. In other words, when he's running or when he's carrying the ball or how he's carrying the ball, maybe he's doing okay with it in practice and then he gets in the field and he does the same shit or the same technique or the same thing that the coaches have specifically said, Anthony, don't do this. It causes fumbles and you will sit on the bench for it. And if that's the case, then you kind of have to bench him for it. And, you know, if just in case anybody's thinking this, I'll cut this off at the knees. If you're looking at this and saying, well, Heinrich Harburg has committed turnovers and he doesn't get benched, you know, quarterbacks are held to a different standard than running backs. They just are. Their ball's in their hand every every play. You know, they throw passes, but they're just held to a different standard than running backs. That's just how that goes. I mean, Heinrich Harburg needs to actually catch all the snaps. That'd be good. And I'm hoping that Northwestern was just a oopsie game for him and we see him come out yeah. and play really well against Purdue but that's the only thing I can think about Anthony Grant uh, if I could provide uh, an answer Caleb I feel like you're uh, uh, an individual of a certain age and appreciation for fine cinema 
how, how many feet are in a mile? Are you asking how, me? Yeah, how many feet are in a mile? 5,280? Five, there's 5,280. You pick up this football and you run each and every one of them. You're killing me, Petey! From Remember the Titans. Oh, okay, that's right, yes. Her, God. So, all right. Um, all right, uh, a couple questions in here about our, our young uh, defensive ends, uh, Lenhart and Prince Will. I think they played great. I'm excited for great to job. watch more of them. You yeah. know, I I yeah. love that defensive front. I do. Yeah. Uh, you know the 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 polar bear. You know Nash Hutmaker getting after it. Um, I think that Lenhart's going to. I mean he's he's a difference maker already. And I think that as his career goes on and his he gets older, more mature. I mean he he's going to be a a real force. And then on the other side, Prince will Haas and I were talking about this. Prince will has that more of a uh, longer body type that is uh, reminiscent of a Randy Gregory, you know? Uh, and so again, that was very successful for Nebraska when, when he was here. I think that, I think, man, I don't know if there was a, a defensive position that had as many question marks coming in as the defensive line, but how they right. have, how they have answered uh, any naysayers or doubters, that that defensive front, and, and yeah. again, because of the nature of the three three five, you can you can disguise it, you can dress it up a lot of different ways. But that is a fun group to watch, and they get again. What what do we have? Uh, Thirteen tackles for loss against Northwestern. Thirteen. That's uh, I I love I love the motor that those guys are playing with. Okay, on to other comments. <laughs> All right, we got that one. Um, so we, we addressed this one by Colin. How come nobody else on the offense gets benched then? They all fail miserably almost every week. John kind of talked about that a little bit. Yeah, and we're kind of running out of bodies. I mean, we've lost, we're lost <laughs> receivers. We've lost, you know, well, Jeff Sims was injured. But, I mean, it's not like we have a giant, massive depth chart full of quarterbacks either. Three linemen, three wide receivers, two running backs, and a quarterback who could maybe play again. Wow, that was actually pretty good for making that shit up as you go. Yeah, I excel at making shit up as I go, John. Um, Minnie says, how about Ryan Walter saying he hates the color red and the letter N. He hates Sesame Street also. Sounds like a very bitter individual. He played for Colorado. I know. I mean, oh, how have we not over. made more out of this this week? Yeah, he he's such a doofus. Yeah, uh, fucking fucking Deion Sanders made made things personal and it blew up over nothing, and literally nothing. Uh, uh, let me that let, Matt Rule said about him in the offseason when Matt Rule never said a fucking thing about him in the first place. You know, we should be taking this and like making it personal about Ryan Walters. I well, let me tell you, come this nice or what's the, no, what the hell are no. we doing? Let, let me say, I'm going to say it this way. You just summed up the comparison, everything you need to know between Matt Rule and Deion Sanders. One of them, a, a, a nothing uh, comment gets made and, and he's up in arms about it. And, oh, oh, it's personal. Don't you come step on my, you know, uh, Buffalo in the middle. It, that's that's personal. And then, you know, something like this comes out and Matt Rule just 
here's the thing. You don't punch down. Oh, I'm thinking about the fans. I mean, just get some buzz going because what? I, there, okay, so, remember when we had drama all the time? Don't you miss it? <laughs> I don't. I mean, the, it, it was not healthy drama, but we had drama. Now we don't. It's very just like, hmm. <laughs> Walters has real hate, though. Moonbot7 says Walters has real hate, though. I mean, that could be fun. It'd be like, yeah, Purdue, you sons of bitches. But we're not we're not really what, geared why? up for that. I, Again, why do we need to punch down? Because as, 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 we want wins. Okay. We're just punching a guy in the mouth. It's not like we're punching a small person. Little person. Well, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Child. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever what they mean. call midgets these days. There, there's a high school no more than seven miles from my house, and they're the Freeburg Mighty Midgets. All right. Don't you take that away from them, John. Okay. That's a real thing. Look it up. Uh, but it, Illinois is We also have a high school team called the Orphans. Uh, we have a high school team called the Wooden Shoes. And we even have a high school team called the Apple Knockers. So this is Illinois. In my state of Illinois. Yeah. Isn't there somebody with the pretzels? Uh, uh, good question. Yeah, something with the pretzels. I stayed at Rockford. I mean, do we want to get like uh, <laughs> the not. Freeport, the Freeport pretzels? Okay. Yeah. Um. There That's is there is a town up up in northern well, at least the northern third of Illinois called Pekin, Pekin, Pe- Illinois. I'm not, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get in trouble. But anybody. Uh, who wants to can jump on to that Google machine and type in the Pekin, Illinois, former high school mascot. I'm not going to do that. It's not my place. Um, all right. Uh, so, did you look it up just now? No. Okay, good. I was uh, looking at this comment from Roger Moore. Hate corrodes the cauldron it's contained. Ooh. That sounds like a, you know, some kind of martial art master saying. That's that's some wise stuff, Roger. I'm, it is. It's very I'm good. I'm proud and dare I say a little impressed. Write that down. I, I don't want to write it down. Can I just take a picture of it? Yeah, just take a picture. All right, hold on. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> Can you put that on a shirt, John? I can put anything on a shirt. <laughs> I don't know if that's that's dangerous. Um, <laughs> Caleb says I will not engage in high school mascot porn. <laughs> that's probably a good idea. Um, and yeah, uh, so Tiger Shark Diver did look it up, by the way, and it is a slur uh, for a particular uh, part of the world. People from okay. a part of the world, I suppose. Uh, again, it's not, not, I'm not, yeah. Um, all right. So here we go. Um, before, while we, now, now's a good time, I guess. Let's, let's do this. We're an hour and 31 minutes into this thing. Um, okay. Let's go ahead and ask for your predictions. And while we do that, uh, Highlander Gun says, Hey, Greg, how much has been raised for Team Jack so far? Well, specifically, 
for Team Jack through the efforts of the Five Heart Podcast uh, with the uh, generous uh, super mega chat from Marcus from two weeks ago who came in and like a phantom dropped a hundred dollars uh, and then disappeared again into the night yeah. and has not been seen since uh, we have a hundred dollars. So um, what we might do, we, cause we know we got that amount there. What we might do, we won't do it right now, um, but maybe a little bit at the end of the show every week, we'll do a, Hey, this, this is for team Jack. If you want to put in a couple of dollars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in the super chat that you would uh, accommodate for, make sure you itemize it. This for Team Jack, blah blah blah. And then, you know, we we will. By the time we sit and watch Young Guns, we will have made a hopefully sizable donation to Team Jack. So yeah, okay. And then Islander Gun says we should collect till the movie for charity. And I again, that's your idea that I'm rephrasing and repurposing and kind of claiming as my own. Um, oh my God, I have to figure out how to do this. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Colin J says, since we're running out of things to talk about, how many of the juniors do you think will forego their extra COVID year? I kind of forgot that there are still young guys on the team who have a COVID year yet. I mean, it's been three years, so in I guess other words, they how, were how many guys will just forego their final season? Yeah, I, you know, we haven't heard about any of that, and I imagine it'll, you know, it'll de- be determined by where the team is at the end of the year. And by that, I don't mean wins and losses. I mean uh, a guy looking at himself and thinking, uh, "Am I going to still be the right tackle? Am I going to still be the right guard? Is there another guy coming and, in?" That's just, and a lot you know, of it because I they think- do a lot of work. It, but I think a lot of it also is, are they draftable? You know, yeah. like, do, do they have do they have next level potential? Do they need another year of polishing, or have they capped out, maxed out where their career is going to go? And if the question is then, well, do I want to stick around here and have another year to you know be part of the brotherhood, part of the family, you know that type of thing? So, uh, great question. I uh, I don't know. Um, we'd like to say it, we, that we as many of them, month. right? Yeah, we there are five games left in this season. All right, so I Bryce Benhart. Let me think about that guy. That guy, if he plays well another year, he potentially could get drafted. Yeah, I don't think he based on this year he's going to go in the NFL draft, but another year of playing good at right tackle, he might you know might make the league. All right, so we're accumulating all of your predictions now. Um, many here mentioning OnlyFans, but let me read it in context. Stop reading so closely, John. Good Lord. Moonba, she's re- responding to Moonba saying, they're the only fans I respect usually, but really, Walters, I hope we take him down. Yeah, that's the attitude. Given the what's for. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so there's the da, 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 da. I don't see any new predictions, so we'll do last call for predictions. John, you watch the live ones as I go through the starred ones. Fair? Okay. I'm not surprised that that took you so long to get that answer out. Um, all right. 
Moonbot says, and said this uh, earlier, 24-17 Purdue, but just my gut feeling with the PTSD of Frost. I should probably highlight that so everybody else can read yeah. it too. Sorry. Um, PK says it's going to be 17 to 3 Nebraska win. Go big I like red. That I That's like a nice that. score. Yeah. Uh, Josh says 21 10 Huskers. That's a good story. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Belt says shitty weather is going to force both sides to run the ball. 20 to 7 Huskers going to enjoy freezing to see us at 5 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Are you slacking? No, I, I put a star in them. What okay. do you want from me? Uh, I don't I'm know. so under pressure. <laughs> Fred says Nebraska 24, Purdue 13, Ryan Walters negative uh, five and has to wear red for a week. <laughs> I like that. That's um, Sam Roberts says NU 13, PU. <laughs> three. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a. That's that's a. I'm I'm immature. Uh, Tiger Shark Diver says they got moose up in Minnesota. They do. There we go. You don't. You put it this way: when you're driving up north, uh, like the Duluth you, area. Well, into the no Duluth's too close to the lakes. But if no. you're going like up into the, you know, toward the boundary waters or, you know, off in the woods areas, uh, you really need to be careful about how fast you're driving because the last thing you want to hit is a moose. And people always talk about when you're out camping, you know, people always like, oh, bears, the bears are terrible. No, you don't want to ever run into a moose because they're really fucking huge and they're very unpredictable. And they might just look at you and go, hey, man, how you doing? And then stomp the living <laughs> shit out of you into tiny little pieces. So, yes, we do have moose in Minnesota. Uh, this is not a prediction. We'll get to his prediction in a moment. But uh, while you're answering questions, Toby Bull says, hey, John, just finished my bathroom off. Want to know, would you come christen it? Nothing like a good John bitch session to anoint a room. You know, I get the weirdest requests from you people. <laughs> just, uh, what the hell? Uh, here, here's what I'll say. If if you want him to, never mind. I'm not gonna. You know what? You know what I did tonight, that. Greg. I'm scared to ask. I took care of somebody asking. I want to see John eat a banana before they even ask. I took care of it. There you go. <laughs> ah, ah, you sons of bitches. Um, Tiger Shark Diver did uh, offer a prediction twenty one thirteen. I'm assuming Nebraska. Uh, Super Colt says six to two scurs. Which would be just the worst and most depressing game. It'd be great. It'd be us a win. It's true, but yes. nobody wants to see a six to two game. You know, the only thing worse than a six to two game is a three to two game or or a two to nothing game. Come on, we could say yeah. We could tell our grandchildren. Yeah, we watched it on TV. Couldn't say we were there. We That's watched a it from two game once. <laughs> see that baseball score. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Justin says twenty uh, Nebraska twenty Purdue nine be another nice uh, opportunity to keep the opponent out of the end zone. We were able to do that against uh, um, Northwestern. Roger says that Todd says thirty five twenty one Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pays attention. Prediction. Somebody pays attention. Uh, Caleb says thirteen twelve Nebraska. That's a little closer than I would like. Toby yeah. does say thirty five fourteen. I'm assuming Nebraska. Hey, if you don't put Nebraska, I'm saying Nebraska. 
Um, Tiger Shark Diver did say 2113 Huskers versus Nerds. So, um, and this is an oldie but a goodie. Got to go back to the Big Red Cobcast for uh, uh, scores like this. Aaron Drury says 69 nothing Nebraska. Right. So, John, you you starred one that you like. I'll let you dig into it. Oh, here, Michael Hausman says Mills, moose kill more people than wolves and bears combined. Here's the thing with this. We always see these movies in which wolves attack people, and I don't know if there's ever actually – I there wolves ever attacking a human being is extremely very, very, very rare in North America. You know, maybe in Russia, maybe in – you know, places like that, but never, I don't think there's ever, there might not have ever been more than five documented wolves attacking humans, but yet it's always in the movies. These pictures right. of the wolves are always just, Oh my God, the wolves, you know, and it's just so weird. I, I always think it's kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, Colin did uh, provide some clarification, said 24, 13 Purdue. And hopefully <sighs> I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong too. Uh, Eli says, loving the bathroom videos, John Johnson. Keep them coming. Oh, my God. Eric, keep them up. Tuck coming. I don't know about the last part. That makes me nervous. And Fred has already filed a restraining order on bathroom's <laughs> behalf uh, against you, John. So um, let's see here. Just checking out. Uh, last bit. Da, 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 da. Uh, wolf attacks. Um, last one from, oh, from according to uh, Michael. Hassman, uh, Hassman, maybe last death was, uh, 2010 in Alaska. All right. Uh, pretty rare. And Caleb says, I think he's right. You should be scared of werewolves, John. Well, that is true. Um, Sam was trying to extend the show. We appreciate you, Sam. Although we know that you're a high school student, you should probably be in bed. Uh, what do you guys think is the maximum ceiling for this team this year in the best case scenario? Best case scenario, I'm going to say it's technically still possible. Nine and three. Yeah. I mean, if we healed up a little bit, we have winnable games ahead of us. Um, And, and I think we, we've already eclipsed Matt rules first year win total uh, for, from his previous two, two college stints, Baylor and and temple. Uh, So yeah, uh, go for the gold, you know, take it. Uh, it's right there. The West, it, uh, how how was the West won? In this case, in this college football 2023 season, uh, by not a lot of great football, but by a team with a lot of heart and guts. Five yeah. heart, maybe? Maybe. A lot of defense. A lot of defense. And then, then we go play Michigan in a rematch in the Big Ten game, and we have changed our signals, or we use false signals. <laughs> And then we, you know, <laughs> we could beat Michigan. I before this, I thought Michigan. My God, they're just a juggernaut, great team. And now I'm thinking, I, would they even have a season? You know, I they're moving really quick with this investigation. And, right. You know, I don't. It does all a mess. Don't mind me. I'm just making notes. Well, Minnie says, okay. Colby Dale comes in with the Nebraska 17, Purdue six. Uh, Prediction. Many says many guys. Many guys. Sorry, many. Whoa. Many says guys. When we win this game, we will have one win left to get to our goal. How crazy is that? You know, that's it's 
I think a lot of that is uh, the defense has played three hundred thousand more times better than I ever expected they would. That's true. And you know, because I mean, let's let's face it. Let's look at our arch nemesis. If it wasn't for one call, that's kind of, if I'm completely unbiased, was kind of a little bit of an unfair call to make if you didn't make it on the field. A shitty Iowa team would be 7-1 and one because they have exceptional defense and exceptional special teams. So, you know, if we can learn how to win ugly this season, which we are, if we can just, I, you know, we don't need beauty. I think we keep looking for style in this stuff, and there's not going to be any style when you have to keep replacing players due to injury. But, it's, you know, God knows what it, it's going to be a fun. We're almost to November. And if you can think back on every college football season you've ever known, the weirdest shit happens in November, and it should be a fun November. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, John. Absolutely. Uh, one somebody in but, here said, um, uh, "Oh yeah, Super Colt said win the West by being the least shittiest of the shitty teams." You know the thing is, is there are a lot of not great teams out there. I mean, if you looked across the landscape, um, what was it Arkansas already fired their offensive coordinator? It's nuts. Yeah, yeah there are not, and I'm not. We t- tend to pay attention to the. You know, like the top 10, and the because that's what they talk about, you know, is all the top 10 teams, Washington, Oregon, you know, Texas, God help us, uh, USC, you know, that's now out of the rankings, uh, you know, Georgia, those teams. But there are a ton of not very good teams. And the, uh, the best the, – I. And I think Nebraska has made huge strides in figuring out who they are. And I think that counts for a lot. Um, Look, I have an apple. <laughs> Moonbot says, uh, if we finish 9-3, and three, would you consider us a great team? Yes. I would say... I, I would I would caution. I would say it was a great season by a, a overachieving team, maybe. Because I don't oh. think at the beginning, I don't think at the beginning anybody would have. I mean, right. with the exception of me and my, you know, fifteen and no, nobody would have guessed nine and three. Nobody, especially after Minnesota Not and seriously. Colorado, right? So I, again, I say I really do say that it's it's a great season not a great team not yet definitely that that is a big big step towards some very serious progress i'd say they're a great team and i would say that because you know sometimes it isn't about just championships and all that stuff that we want to win it's about being in a place at a time and doing something special and you know what if they happen to go nine and three i think that but they, we would need that. We would go. Oh my God! Do you remember this team? This team that we didn't expect anything from. We'll talk about this for a long time. I, I think Fred, Fred's aligned with me here. Uh, I think he's actually saying it more eloquent, eloquently than I am, and sim- definitely simpler stated. <laughs> Nine and three with this group, great coaching effort and great group effort, not great team. <laughs> 
Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let let's let's uh let's throw a few more what ifs at this. Gosh dang, this thing almost go two hours. Uh <laughs> oh my god. No wonder I'm starting to lose it. Wait, how do, how do if, we do this, Greg? What if, the hell? If we go nine and three, there's a good chance we go to Indianapolis. If we win and become conference champions, then we can start the great team talk. If we go to the playoffs, playoffs, oh, I'm talk like, about playoffs. You guys in your bars, right? I'm just this saying. This was a thing that was needed at the time. If we we even come, if we go nine and three, come on. All right, let's finish up here. Uh, we still got to give our predictions. Let's see if we can do it in the next two minutes. Um, What's that phrase? To each his own, uh, you know. To each his own abilities i can't fucking remember that's hour 48 minutes into this i'm lucky how, i can breathe anymore how are we still upright uh, you're young i feel i got all them little kids john i got them little kids uh, eli now i don't know if we we have time for it but uh maybe a special uh short video on youtube eli wants to know john let's hear your pregame speech to the team if you were a coach Maybe if he asked that in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My speech to the team would be right now is let's go win this quick, you fuckers, because I want to go to bed. <laughs> well, Fred, Fred did made your pregame speech even shorter. And he he's uh, John's pregame speech, if my hair dies, we die. <laughs> did you see where he's gonna end the he's gonna end them putting the pre the speeches out? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's he's gonna. They're gonna do it for the rest of this year, but they're gonna end it after that. Yeah, that, I mean that's fine. All right, last question. I think it's or, a good idea. You're showing a little bit too much. You're, you know, there there needs to be some stuff that maybe just stays in the locker room. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yep. A little bit of mystery. Uh, and then Fred, uh, lastly said, uh, gosh, almost twenty minutes ago now. Uh, by the time we watch Young Guns, it'll be Old Guns because John's going to push this off like Frost in a paternity suit. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, <sighs> all right. Let's go. John, your prediction for the what? game against Purdue. What did I say? You haven't said anything yet. That's why I'm asking no, you. I said something prediction. yesterday. I just make these all different so I can pick the one I was right. Um it's going to be really crappy weather. I'll go, I'm going to go 20 to, let's say, 13 Nebraska. I like it. It's you know what we did? No I, asked, I, asked, uh, I asked the Purdue dude, I said, what would be the most horrifying way that you, know, you could think of this ending? And he said, uh, Nebraska looks like it's going to win and Purdue gets a pick six. So oh. I turned the tables oh. on him and said, Nebraska gets a pick six. <laughs> To beat Purdue at the end of the game. Um, I like yours. Uh, I don't know if it's already been said. In, in less than ideal weather, um, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty four ten. I think twenty four ten Nebraska. I I'd like it to be twenty four to six or twenty four to nine. Uh, not to be weird, but again, I'd like to be able to keep Purdue out of the end zone. Um, but you know they do have some athletes uh, on the offensive side. I I like our defense better, um, but I'll go I'll go conservatively twenty four ten, Nebraska. Okay, 
Okay. Well, thanks for all of your enthusiasm here at the yeah. end. Of the show, John. <laughs> what I do you, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Uh, I guess, I guess we're all done. John is starting to what sundown, I believe. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. Who are you again? <laughs> Why don't you go feed your dog another I have box? A banana. Did your will your dog eat the banana peel? No, she'll eat no. cucumbers though. She'll eat she'll, she'll eat, eat all the cucumbers. She'll eat. Uh, wait, wait. So she'll eat paper towels, cardboard boxes, but not a banana peel. <laughs> she doesn't normally eat the cardboard box. I don't know what the hell the deal is. <sighs> all right. Well, everybody, we appreciate you greatly. Good lord, you've put up with an awful lot tonight. Yeah. Uh, if we cut out a lot of the nonsense, we could have this show under an hour. But I don't know if it'd be as fun. And by God, we're yeah. here for some fun as well. So thank you, uh, all of you, for uh, just joining us. Uh, we'll do it again next week, assuming John lets me be on my own damn show that I started uh, a long time ago uh, with the late, great Brian. Oh, by the way, uh, Brian's favorite baseball team of all time, the Texas Rangers, are playing for the World Series. So if you don't have a dog in the fight, like if you're not an Arizona Diamondbacks fan, uh, throw a little love, a little extra uh, support towards the Texas Rangers uh, for the World Series because I know Brian was watching from the best seat in the house. Uh, and if, if he wins, um, then I know, or if they win, I know he'll be real happy. So, um, that's all I got. My spoon is too big. That's what I got. All right. Well, on that note, uh, let's go. Uh, this is the five heart podcast, Greg Mahachko, John Johnston. We remind you each and every week and John, write this part down what? if you need to help. We remind you each and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? We remind you each and every week that five hearts is all the heart you need. It's not five hearts. It's five heart. Five heart is all the heart you need. We remind you every week, Liberty Biberty. <laughs> Go Big Red. Thank you. God. Complain about me.